Hey guys, we're the Hard Time Strongman Podcast, training up a bear class of man. And today, the Industrial Revolution and its consequences have been a disaster for the human race. We're not going to we're not going to talk about eco-terrorism today. Today we're talking about the aftermath of an EMP. Because I finally got you to start reading one second after, and you're just as horrified as I am. <laughs> Let's get into it. I am. Welcome back, by the way. You, no one else really felt your absence because it was just like one episode without you, but it's been a long time. You had a good time with family. So, yay. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been traveling the last two weeks, so glad to be back. Glad to be back at it. Glad to have you. Let's uh, just. Been, like you said. Yeah, I, I, like you said, I started reading this book and I am. It, let me put you this way. It went exactly yep. as I thought it would. And I just, I really appreciate just the realism. You know, I mean, obviously a worker fishing, but just the the little details of everything that he talks about, like the insulin or just like how everybody starts looting. You know, there's that lull where everyone's like, I have no idea what's going on. Like just all of it. And then just all the considerations, like the airplanes, like the medications, like the doctor, the doctor. You know, like whenever they do their little town meetings and the doctor's just like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, by the way, I'm going to have like probably two or three hundred people die this month because they're out of medication now. And it's <laughs> just like that little small town doctor who like knows had, everybody's medical history. Yeah, I had 13 people. Yeah, I had 13 people die today. Yeah, it, it was a good day. And he's like, yeah, we're about out of amoxicillin. So if anybody gets an infection now, they're, you know, what are you going to do? Right. Just. Like just so so much, man. It's crazy, but yeah, I absolutely loved the. I I love the realism in it. Um, and what we're talking about today, guys, is one second after by William R. Forstchen. Forstchen, Forstchen. I'll throw a link in the description. But it's a well, it's it's part of a trilogy, right? It's the first book of a trilogy. Yeah. Yes. Is the first book of the trilogy, and I am two thirds of the way through the first book. And like you said, and we've said before, I'm horribly terrified. <laughs> like this is, well, I'm not already terrified, but it's it's. Oh, it makes you I'm think. Concerned. How about that? Yeah, it really does. I I it was literally on the plane reading this, and I'm going, man, I really hope this doesn't happen right yeah. now. So, book starts out, you know, guy just you know. Normal backstory, guys has, you know, family, kids, and, you know, he's Disney family out in Tennessee. Then everything cuts off. Cars, lights, AC, electricity, everything off. The base of the book is an EMP attack on the United States and the aftermath of that attack. It really focuses on uh, the human condition and the humanity of it all and it's it goes exactly the way you think it's going to go because that is just how civilization is once people start panicking and even before that you have the real piece of shit who just decide that they're going to take advantage and they do and it's pretty freaking crazy but i mean just the thought and and that's what gets me is that through all the preps all the training all the mindset everything that we do just to think that your world could just shut off and you would have nothing to say about it 
there's nothing you could do to prevent macro, you know, macro, like present, like to prevent that situation from happening. You know, it's just freaky. Yeah. It's essentially think if, if we got hit by an EMP airburst, I'm, I'm talking like 30 plus miles up. Um, think that essentially the u.s would get shuttered back to um yeah the time before alternating current or direct current like it would be gas lanterns uh think hospitals with absolutely no power everything uh, medications everything spoiling. without any power so yeah you were yeah it's 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 basically getting shuttled back well to what, you know this was you know pre-recording but what i was talking about where you know, it's like just as a country, imagine if everybody, you know, we got just put back on the boats. And then we're like, oh, here you go. <laughs> like, because that's that's essentially what what that is. It's just it's a complete reset back to zero. Like. Good luck. Hmm. And this prospect is also why we push to learn these skills. Because these skills don't require mm. electricity. You know, you got to learn how to grow your own food because there could be a time where something like this happens. And you have, you're, you're either caught out or you're not. And you could be one of the millions of people who just can't cut it, who can't survive. And you're just done. You, you're done. Your family's done. It's, it's a very well prospect. But that's what happens if you just don't know what. Well, to especially do if you're close-minded, like oh, I'm, you know, I've got everything I need to take care of myself. Like, you know, what well, if you have a family or friends or people you need to take care yeah. of, right? Something that they talk about in the books is that, mm-hmm. or in the in the book, one second after that, you know, it, it spends a lot of time talking about people starving because uh, that's the that's the big killer yes. later on. But talks about mm-hmm. how you would have these young families and the parents would, would die. They would starve to death, but then, you know, their kids would, you know, essentially be ushered into a, another family. Like they would entrust their children to somebody else's family. And, you know, someone commented, just like, that doesn't make any sense. How did the, you know, how did the parents starve before the children? Who, what kind of, what kind of parent would let their child starve? So, the meal lines, any meal that those parents could scrap together right. was going to their kids. And so, you know, I ask you, you know, yeah, you may be the, you know, biggest bass dude on the block who's prepared for everything for yourself, but you're not going to watch your wife starve or watch your children starve. So if you're not prepared for you and your entire family, it doesn't matter. That's why we push yeah. being prepared, you know, in the community so much. That's why we push being disc, you know, trying to, right. you know, be autonomous so much, you know, off broken away from the system because the system we are so ingrained in the system in the United States right now that if you aren't and this sort of event happened, like that's your entire life just gone. You know, you have to start from zero. Gone. Yeah, you're, unless if you're you essentially did. Unless if you yeah. are already disconnecting, like if you're already getting a sustainable, you know, making sustainable food sources and food networks with your community, if you're already, 
you know, finding ways to get, collect and purify water and, you know, on and on and on, you know, where you don't have to rely on that system, then that culture shock, that shock when something like that potentially happens, you know, that's there, there is no learning curve there. You know, it's like if you're, if you're hanging out on the couch, someone comes in and turns the lights off or kicks a breaker in your house and everything goes dark. That's exactly like, that's it. You have no warning. It's just gone. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The only water you've got, man, geez. you better hope you're in a gravity fed area because if you don't, electricity goes off, what you've got in yeah. your pipes, that's it. That's all you've got unless you've yeah. got a stream nearby. So, so more of a serious yeah. episode. Let's dig into the, the didactic portion a little bit. So what is an EMP? What are we talking about here? So when we're talking about EMP, we're talking about, uh, well, I guess the too long didn't read version of this is a nuke goes off. There's a shockwave. And along with that shockwave is an electromagnetic pulse. It's just a crap ton of energy being released that is actually not radioactive at all. And it will short out electronics. And if somebody airbursts that thing like 30 plus miles up, everything within line of sight on the grid connected. However, if it has a battery attached to it, if it has a wire attached to it, it is very likely going to be toast. Unable to be. So line of sight, think about that. You said earlier, like a 30 mile, you know, up airburst. Think about how much you can see. Yes. Like, it's, oh, I can tell you exactly. I can tell you exactly how much that is. If 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 a nuke went off thirty miles above, um, let's just say, well, you know what? I'm going to use this. This is sourced from um, Heritage.org. We're talking about the dangers of EMP, and they have sourced out that a thirty mile altitude detonation would mean that 720,000 square miles would be affected. So we are talking um, everything from Dallas to southern Minnesota and almost Denver to mm, the Indiana border. Dark. Everything within there is toast. Absolutely. Just North Korea at night, gone. If you detonated at 120 miles up, 3.14 million square miles affected. So we're talking Virginia to Nevada and everything in between. 300 miles up, 6. Point, essentially 8 million square miles affected. So essentially Maine to uh, Sacramento, California. Yeah. Just dark. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the radius right now. So that 300 mile that is, altitude, that's 95 percent of the continental that's United scary. States gone. Yeah. Now something Easily. that they tackled in the books, Jeez. the situation that they present in the books, which you know leads into our bullet point on plausible scenarios. Right? We're talking about you know three mm-hmm. synchronized explosions. So three MPs, you know, go on your yeah go on your corners now imagine how i mean how, how simple that is 
not just one blast, but multiple. I mean, yeah, absolutely insane. I mean, if you weren't screwed the first, I mean, think about it. What we did to Japan. I mean, we nuked them twice because mm-hmm. they didn't learn from the well, imagine if this was so you. What report was that that you were talking about with North Korea? We we're talking about in the pre-show. Okay, so that came, yeah, that came from somebody who did a report. Where is this at? So there's actually a couple. Um, I'm sitting here trying to find it. Um, uh, no, that's not it. God, this is all just freaking terrifying. Just reading through all this crap. It's like, needless to say, the average person is not ready for this. You may think you have, you know, like, okay, let me put it this way. The average person has a surge protector in their house, mm-hmm. right? To protect against, you know, stuff coming through power lines. Well, chances are those are not rated for EMP. So your surge protector is nothing more than a conduit for that EMP to get to more yeah. of your electronics. Well you, well, you described it as what? An antenna. Everything that's corded. Yeah, an antenna. That is exactly what it is. It's a freaking antenna. And it is not great but this kind of stuff's been talked about since yeah. the 60s like it ever since like ever since we detonated nukes and we mm-hmm. learned what an emp is it's been and what it can actually do to electronics i mean because back then in the 40s when we first detonated nukes we, we didn't have the sophistication of the electronics that we do now so the smaller it gets the more it can be easily affected by an emp that's that's well, the what what report do you say that uh um, so that like streetlights were cut out. Okay, so that stems from actually a nuclear test that the United States did. It was called the um, it's called a uh, Starfish Prime nuclear test. It was conducted in 1962. Uh, a nuke was detonated over Johnson Island, and God, what was that? It was detonated at a altitude of 250 miles. So it was a 1.4 megaton explosion, and it turned off 300 lights, 300 street lights in Oahu, Hawaii, which was 780 miles away. Like, think about that. It knocked out telephone service in Kauai, and automobile ignitions uh, fused on the big island, Hawaii. Honolulu burglar alarms or burglar alarms were activated. So that that was within 780 miles as well. Insane. Yeah. Yep. 250 miles up. The picture of it's pretty freaking crazy. That was the uh, Atomic Archives one that I sent you. Yeah. Well, I was just looking into that um, that other article that you were that you sent me regarding North Korea. Yeah. So, just a trying to find that i have so many sources pulled up so right just now. of that article and that was the um threat of nuclear electromagnetic pulse to critical infrastructure um so the gist of that was okay as far as adversary threats to to the united states so north korea is not and will not be on par with the united states you know in our nuclear capability right 
but with EMPs and our knowledge and their capabilities, they don't have to be. Right. That's the scary part. They just have to get one up high enough. In the right they place. have to get one. They have to get one high enough within line of sight. That's all. Yeah. Like, that is absolutely insane to me. And the thing for me, and, and we're going to dig into considerations for you guys, you know, to better prepare and to, you know, we're not going to make this just a doom and gloom episode, right? But it's, it's really hard for us doing this episode because it's nearly impossible for us as hosts who've grown up and, you know, grown up and lived in the United States to list all the considerations that there are for the scenario. Oh, because we, we take all this for granted. We, we, we grew up and lived here, right? So mm -hmm. things that you don't even consider or think about, like this is so far out of our imagination, right? So what happens when an EMP goes off, right? If, if, if it's at night, you can suddenly see the stars again. If you're in a big city and you haven't been able to see the stars since it's you were true. a kid and you had all that light pollution, you're suddenly looking up at the Milky Way like, oh, holy crap, what's that? Yeah, everything. So essentially that was light. Is dark. Essentially, it'll turn your area into North Korea at night. Everything that was making sound. Is now silent. Like it is capital D dark is capital Q quiet capital S silent. Like I have a highway pretty close to, to my home, right? I can hear, you know, most of the time my brain just kind of cuts it out because it's not needed information, right? So I don't really, you know, quote unquote hear it. But if an EMP went off, all those cars are quiet. All those AC Except units are cut off. Every TV, every child's toy. Every, everything is off. So we talked about in our situational, one of our situational awareness episodes on, on our senses, right? I think it was our third episode of the five senses. You know, you're now able to hear so much, yes. so much more. Whether or not you can see a knife, you have night blindness. That's a thing now <laughs> that you have to consider. Whether or not you can find yep. things in the dark in your own home in the interior of your home at night is a consideration for you now. Right. Thing like. I got, I got to say it. I got to okay. say it. I got to say it. I can't, I can't not say this. Your NVGs are now useless. Yeah. Get ready to do somebody's laundry. <laughs> That's petty. You can cut that. You can, that little tiny section that's petty but leave those the mvg part in yeah there. no like i don't care what equipment is this it's off your red dot sites your yeah, your if it's not you know tritium or passively illuminated all of your reticles are now dark too i mean mm -hmm. we talked a little bit about the world stage about you know like going back on the boats but like if this happened to the united states your country doesn't exist anymore 
Yeah, you are immediately balkanized. You are immediately, immediately balkanized down to pretty much the smallest community. And right. if the country that attacked you like did their due diligence and shielded themselves before so, you're theirs now. Mm-hmm. We're here to help. Yeah. But go away. But we're here to help. <laughs> and what the hell are you going to do? Like our like think about just communications wise. Okay. Yeah, of course, all the cell phones are down. Okay. If you did your due diligence and you got a radio, a decent radio, and you threw in a Faraday cage, wonderful. That's great. That's better than most of everybody else. However, and 99.9% of people, you're limited to line of sight with that radio at best because every repeater is gone. The cell phone towers are gone. The satellite. And I don't know all the. I don't know all the science behind this. I don't know the full capability. I would assume that the any satellite within line of sight is gone. It's toast. Yeah. So satellite phones are out too. So as well. GPS. A- a- anything. Think about anything with a screen. A lamp. I'm using a lamp right now. We're talking on on a computer. This isn't possible. Like, and that's the thing. Right? I I live in Texas. You live in Florida. We would probably never talk again. We'd probably yeah. never see each other again. More likely not. So if you're listening to this, think about the your buddy way. that's in a different state or base that you made online. They don't exist to you anymore. Yeah. Like. Yeah, your 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 only fans doesn't matter anymore. You just lost contact with your girlfriend. Like who like what and who you have is all you've got. At that point. Yep. And I really hope you've got seeds and know how to grow your own food. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I've, we're, we're really crammed, <laughs> crammed down the doom and gloom down your guys throat right now. But I mean, this is such like it's an impossibly serious situation. So, yeah. And, and we hit we hit on that impossibly, too, because so many people think that it's just it's not going to happen. Nobody would actually do that to us. Um, guys, China's little retarded brother would 100% do it. A thousand percent. Well, think about, I I mean, think about any near peer threat or any adversary of the United States. If they could get away with it, I had hundred percent. Why not? It it wouldn't even take a near peer. Like it's some splintered freaking terrorist group. If they could get a rocket to get a freaking dirty bomb up into the atmosphere, it's going to do some damage. Yeah. It's going to do some serious damage. Yeah. And it's not even from the radiological fallout. It's from the EMP that's going to do that. Yeah. It's crazy, it's man. The fallout requires radioactive ground particles to be thrown up in the air and to come raining back down. That's all fallout is. Yeah. And nothing. Yeah. Nothing like that. The, the, yeah, the nuke episode's a different episode of the actual fallout from a, a nuclear attack. That's. That's a whole other monster. Yeah, but that's so let's let's dig into our. Let's get into some thought process. Let's go into some considerations for this. Okay, Okay. so. We all know the pillars of survival, so let's let's dig into it. So. Water. So like you mentioned earlier, right, you no longer have a water pump if it's not manual, If it's not mechanical water pump. You no longer have it. Okay, so we're, you know, 
Think about where you live, right? How do you get your water? Is it gravity fed? Do you get it from a, do you get it from a uh, water tank, a water tower? Do you collect your own water? Do you get it from a river, a stream? Do you like think back through? So, you know, we're talking about this in our patrolling class, but you know, back planning, right? So where you are now back plan, the far, the farthest you can go. And where do you get your water? Because if there's electronics between here and there, that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. If you're connected to the city, like sewer, you're, you, yeah, you no longer have water. What you have in your pipes is it. What you have, ooh, what you have in your hot water. Heater I was going to say your, your it. hot water heater. Right. Yeah. What you have bottled. Like I have a serious stack of water bottles mm-hmm. in my garage right now. What you have is water bottles. That's it, bro. Mm-hmm. Unless you have some way of collecting it, be it, um, like you said, streams or even like rainwater. That's all. Yeah. I hope you got something. Yeah. I hope you got something. I mean, think, think about that. You're going to be hauling buckets back to your house. I was going to say that. Think about that per person per day. And yes. you think you're going to you think you're going to stay where you're bugging in with water? Okay, until it runs out, or you think, oh well, I'll bug out. Mm-hmm. Not with all that water, you're not. Water is heavy. Yeah, ounces make pounds. Pounds make pain. So, you know, we'll we can always go back to basics with water, right? So you need a renewable, good source of water that you can be collecting from, and then you have your mechanical filtration, right? doesn't cost any electricity okay so you have your gravity feed filtration systems you have your 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 Mm -hmm. pump systems you have things like this or your uh, water filter where you can you know just compress the water through or use it like a straw or you know whatever else right you have your chemical filter or your chemical purification okay so iodine bleach aqua tabs anything like that chlorine yeah uh what else you know, UV, you know, that's, that's more of a tricky one, yep. but you know, that, that is possible. Boiling, boiling, always boiling, boiling. Yep. Life straw. I mean, that's your, it, that's, that's your last ditch is a life straw. Yeah. But food, I have a great story about food <laughs> while we're, while we're getting into it. Uh, so my wife texted me while I was at work yesterday and our wheat had gone bad that we had some in some food storage in our pantry our mm-hmm. wheat had gone bad and we got infested mm-hmm. by I, I don't even remember what they're called a like weasets or or something but goes after goes after wheat after it's spoiled completely infested the the bag you know big freezer bag Oof. of uh of wheat completely infested and then went all and then they went after all of our you know dry goods so everything oh, man. in there is gone. And we're left with canned goods. The dangers of sourdough starters. And now we're left with now we're left with canned goods. Because they were obviously safe. But you know, even in uh as about as good situation as you can get, that's all gone. Yeah. Which was quite a lot. And we have to build that back up. Okay. So you need to be thinking about food storage. You know, obviously is great. It's a great stop gap for where you're at. Give yourself some time to breathe, some time to think, 
you know, potentially help people, right? That's always important. But then what are you going to do? <laughs> because. Yeah, because you no longer have a freezer. No, your freezer has gone. So you. Your refrigerator is gone. You better find a way to, you know, smoke all. If you have meat in there, cook and smoke that or, you know, use that food before it goes bad. Otherwise, it's just wasted food. Yep. Right. But yep. think about everywhere. Like, think about where you get your food. Okay. That is one thing that Americans are horrible at is, you know, not thinking about where they get their food from. Right. But all of those, you know, meat production farms. Like gone, gone, yep, gone. All that meat wasted. All that meat's freaking rotting, and it'll yeah, never see you. Don't think you're gonna go down to your local farmer and like take one of his cows because then he's still gonna have all of his cows and a dead body to deal with. Yeah, but you you mentioned gardening, this, right? We had yeah. a great, great Love guy on the podcast, T bomb, T bomb. Oh wait, right? T-bomb. Great, great resource yep. for gardening. You know, we're getting a little, little more into gardening. I saw that you had your um, your seedlings, right? You had a really great setup there. Yeah, so I I did. I just did a new setup where I took the top, like, lift-up portion of my Craftsman tool chest that's basically unused. It's been storage this entire time. Emptied it out. Took two magnetic uh, hooks. Plucked them right up against the this, this roof of that. Put a grow light, one of those long ones with two tubes on it. Plug it from that, plugged it in in there. Have my my uh, seed starter kit just sitting there, which is just basically a uh, peat moss pods dehydrated. You hydrate them, put the seed down in there, plop the top back on there. It's a freaking small greenhouse, especially with that grow light. Like you're you're golden. You can run that twenty four seven. You're awesome. you're gonna have seed started within probably a week, week and a half. Awesome. Yeah, but. Yeah. But, but if the power goes out, I don't have that anymore. Yeah, but you're starting. And yes. that's what the benefit of a grow light. But you can make that happen with just sunlight. You can move right. things around. And that's how I did it. You could you know, change your priorities yeah. on space and you know, everything else, and you can make that happen. But correct having a useful garden, you know, even if it produces just a little bit, right? Something that the book talks about is victory gardens. Right back from the world wars, you know, everybody having a garden because instead of just one person on your cul-de-sac, you know, having a garden trying to feed everybody, you have everybody, then that takes a lot of the weight off. Yeah. And not to get too nitpicky about it, but that also requires someone to actually like water their stuff to actually pay attention to it, to actually be able to recognize disease and rot and when things need to get plucked. And once they do get harvested, you know, how do you store it? Mm -hmm. Like that's there's a lot that goes into these gardens that people just don't consider. Right. A lot of you don't even know when a pepper honestly needs to get harvested Mm -hmm. from the plant. You just don't know. Yeah. I mean, and you don't know what you don't know. So exactly. Exactly. You don't know until you don't until you're doing it and then you realize, oh shit, I don't know any of this. So this is a problem. Yeah. But gardening, right? You know, talked about baking bread. Mm -hmm. Baking bread, baking sourdough bread. Yeah. Are huge, huge, simple thing that you can be doing, but something that you know we're not—that's not a priority right now. When it, when food is a priority, that's that's gonna you know get bumped up on your list, and you're gonna get pretty good at it, right? One thing you do need to consider though too is a lot of 
the bread that we eat in America, it has a lot of sugar in it. And I guarantee you the two things that are going to go the quickest are going to be sugar and salt. Mm. Because people are going to be using salt to preserve their food. Yeah. And we're and on, so along those lines, we're gone, gonna be seeing a lot of hypocalcemia. A lot yes. of it. Yeah. But hunting. Yeah. And that's gonna be completely dependent on your area. Because mm-hmm. if you're in the city, if you're in the suburbs, that's you know, it's not for you, man. Yep. <laughs> Sorry about it. I mean, but Best case scenario, you've got coyotes and you've got the family dog. I hate to say it. Rabbit. But the family dog, the family dog, the family cat, local rabbits, squirrels, they're all going to be on the menu. It's the most distasteful thing that you can really think of because they're, you know, if you're a cat person, I mean, it's your family. It's your dog person. Again, it's your family. family. Yeah. But you could be a weirdo and that squirrel is your family. (laughs) But still, I mean, if it comes down to it, push comes to shove, you're probably going to have to end up doing the bad i hate this episode <laughs> yeah this episode sucks man but this is terrible I mean, that's the thing is like that or your family starves correct you know yeah. that's not something that How we're are you willing to go i mean that's not something that we're you know a lot of americans are even ready to think about mm-hmm. but and see that's the thing too we've, we've talked about this so many times before it's like this is why we're pushing for people to relearn i'm telling you relearn the skills that were commonplace 250 years ago because it could be just like that that we are back 250 years ago yeah take one crazy person with a freaking trigger finger and we're back there yeah and i hate to sound like you know what screw it noah was the original prepper everybody thought he was crazy until the rain started coming not wrong not wrong. And that's what preppers are today. We are the modern day Noah's. Some of us are a little bit crazier than the others, but I like to think of it as, you know, they're a little more prepared than the rest of us. Hmm. Well, and that's a, another point is not prepared just in equipment or stores, but Noah and his sons built that ark. Yes. Skills with their hands, skills to pay the bills. Yeah, skills, but freaking grit, man. Work. Yeah, like, and that's a what a lot of people today are lacking. You know, we we've gotten way too comfortable in society as it is now. So if push comes to shove, there's a lot of people that aren't going to be physically able or mentally equipped to do this kind of work. to survive. Not even work, survive. Yeah. And that's something else that we talked about with that doctor in the book. Right. So email everybody that's on heart medication. Oh, yeah. Or liver or pancreas or you know, people who are on insulin. Insulin, yes. Think about how many people who are, you know, obese, you know, people that are, you know, just clinically obese that would not be able to survive. Even people with dementia, schizophrenia, mental. I mean, depression, anxiety. Oh, yeah. oh my God. How many I'm the new prophets are we going to see if that happens? Mm-hmm. So many like, crazy people are now going to be, you know, the voice of God, quote unquote, 
and trying to lead people into yeah who knows into whatever yeah i mean but think about that just if you aren't physically able like there is no preparatory period (laughs) you are like you are thrust into that situation where you have to figure it out for your food for your water for your fire for your shelter clothing you know being able to you know, like we just said, handle your health, you know, medicine. You know, we just talked about medicine, right? Think about if you can't get your meds. What does that look like for you? Like, are you on medication daily? What happens when you don't get that anymore? Because right. that's, you know, at best, this happens after you just picked up your, you know, your 30-day prescription. And then what? Right. You know, a month? Before you have to, yeah. you know, deal with the consequences. Best case scenario, you knew it was coming and you picked up like six months worth of pills. Best case. Yeah. Because that's probably all the, depending on your medication, the pharmacy's going to have on hand. Right. That's best case. Scenario. Right. And then it's like, can you source your medication? Can are there, you know, are there substitutes with, what's the word? herbs yeah i was gonna say like herbal remedies like do you even like it's another bullet point we have is knowledge like do you even know <laughs> like yeah. do you even know yeah i mean something as simple as this yeah the farmer's, farmer's almanac. almanac yeah because if you don't have that and then you suddenly don't have your computer or your phone or anything else after, anymore you know do you even know what to expect for weather in this next year next month you know when does your rainy season start? When you know when? When's it going to get cold? I mean, so many things that we just take for granted. You can rough guesstimate it, but it's not going to be accurate. No, growing. You might be completely wrong. You get caught off guard. I mean, hell, man, that's so, a farmer's almanac growing so, season. Yeah, just so you know, you can get the farmer's almanac on Amazon if you don't feel like going there. Go to your local. Um, where did I see them at? I think Michaels. I think I saw them in our our local Michaels. They had. The farm oh yeah they'll have the so, those at like weed and feed stores or you know, ranch and home mm-hmm. all those all those places yep uh it's that i mean did we touch on shelter not really i mentioned it in passing but okay i mean yeah that's all that's all that's really good for it i mean can you fix your home can you fix uh, broken glass um can you build things that you need? Like you, are you handy at all? This well, insecurity, right? Can you live like they did in freaking well, wild west? To go along with that security. Okay. So if you're yes. listening to this podcast and you're taking this to heart and you're preparing, then you're one side of the coin, right? Think about everybody that's not. Mm-hmm. You talk about the human condition. Think about how many yes. people are going to, you know, resort to violence. You know, yep. I can't say anything. Because I'm not going to watch my family starve. Yeah. Right. So you have to think about that. Okay. Someone could be completely reasonable. But then after a couple of weeks of watching your kid not have any food. What then? Yeah, they're going to do whatever they feel like they need to. And if your plan is, oh, so, I'm going to, you know, go loot or I'm going to, you know, have a, you know, a raiding party. First off, screw you. If that's your 
first inclination. Second off, you think you're the only one that's thinking that? <laughs> so you think you're going to be the first guy that you know, breaks into Costco or Home Depot and you know, you're going to have the whole run of the mill? You're wrong. Hey guys, Seven from the Hard Time Strongman Podcast here to bring a quick word from our newest sponsor, Blackbeard Firestarters. We first saw Blackbeard Firestarter a few years ago, and after seeing what the product can do, it's been our kit ever since. Their Firestarter rope and their fire plugs are windproof, waterproof, dummy proof, they have an insane burn time, and like anything else that they offer, it just works. Besides their fire starters, they offer an arc lighter, ferro rod, stormproof matches, basically anything that you need to get a fire started. To better equip you, we cherry picked their inventory and made our hard time strongman fire kit. Basically our essentials kit for anything that you can need to get a fire started. But besides that, they're offering 10% off anything in their store when you use the code STRONGMEN. We love the guys at Blackbeard Firestarter. We love what they're doing. We trust them and we trust their products. And we honestly can't recommend them enough. Make sure to check them out online at blackbeardfire.com or on Instagram at blackbeardfire. Huge shout out to the guys at Blackbeard Fire for working with us and for bringing the fire. As always, guys, stay in the fight. Hey, everybody. This is 6 and 7 with the Hard Time Strongman Podcast. We are coming to talk to you about our Patreon and Discord. Hey, guys. Our patrons get early access to all of our episodes they get all of our exclusive pre and post shows, all of our spicy takes, all of our rabbit holes that we go on, everything that we want to include in the episode, but we can't because we need to stay on topic. And soon enough, we'll be offering digital downloads, guides, everything that we've been working on in the background will soon be available to our patrons. So make sure to check it out. And come hang out with us on Discord. Speaking of the spicy stuff. This is where we discuss most of it. Once you're there, you will get access to all of our in-depth discussions, including stuff like homesteading, fieldcraft, medical, camping, communications, shooting. You like ARs? Come talk to us about it. You like 4x4 vehicles and prepping? Come talk to us about it. You like Tannerite, Thermite, Napalm? Come talk to us about all of the campfire talks that would get us kicked off of other platforms. It's right there in our Discord. Come join our community. We're active on Discord every day. We're interacting with members constantly. We have guys from every walks of life coming to contribute their expertise to all of these various fields and subjects that we've been talking about. Come join the watch Discord. Come join the Discord. Join our community. Build up that better class of man. Now back to the episode. Man, I, I guarantee you within 24 hours, the local Costco is going to be empty. Yeah. If that happens. I mean, look what happened. Look what happened at the beginning of COVID. Look how people just flocked to Target, to Walmart, bought out toilet paper. Look what happens when the lights go out in the city and they just riot. You're not Katrina. People are going to empty stores. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, the best part is, and I'm going to laugh if it happens, people are going to loot for freaking Jordans. They're going to loot the Apple store. It's like, why? Yeah. I mean, I get the shoes, but that laptop doesn't work. That cell phone doesn't work. Yeah. But they're still going to steal it. Well, because they think it's going to come back. Well, I think the most drastic thing is like what we talked about at the beginning of the episode, light and sound. Right. So like you yes. aren't ready, like unless you spend a lot of time outdoors, like 
like actually spend good, good time in the outdoors, like, you know, authentic outdoors, you don't really have a good handle on sunrise and sunset and what all that means. I miss those days. I really do. Oh, it was great. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, I'm, I'm going back to, you know, we got the we got the trailer set up and we're going to be camping more. But, nice. you know, like a lot of people don't realize the dip in temperature right before sunrise. Because you're going up a bit. It's <laughs> you know, and that's yeah. a killer in and of itself, it's man. Bad. Like it is harsh. But yeah, man, I remember all those times we were out in the field training. I mean, we're sleeping in freaking sleeping bags and it's still cold. Mm-hmm. Well, if you wake up and it's just like, well, it's official. My is just for show. <laughs> or just, you know, imagine like what got me was, you know, thinking about like sunrise, how long sunrise takes, depending on what kind of country you're in, you know, what kind of like landscape you're in, what kind of topography you're around. Like mm-hmm. sometimes sunrise takes forever before you can see anything. Yeah. If you're in the mountains, oh man, it could take forever. But you know, that and being able to see anything, especially in an urban environment, like dude, if you don't have any lights, if everything's gone, like they're just gonna be places that are permanently dark. Mm-hmm. Unless if you have, you know, like a torch or you know, something to you know cause light, then you know, if you have something that's flammable, I mean you're causing fumes. You know, not to mention the possibility of, you know, catching, you know, crap on fire. Quitting yourself. Yeah. So quick tip, you know, chem lights. It's a really great option. Does cause any electricity, yes. chemical reactions. There you go. You're good to go. But. Heck yeah. Take those. Oh yeah, dude. Take one of those. Throw them down into a gallon of water. Boom. Mm-hmm. Lantern. Torch. Yeah. Yep. Lantern. Thank you. You're welcome. But oh, what's it? Transportation. That's gonna be well. We'll let you finish this thought, but then we gotta hit transportation. I was gonna say, I just like I was really trying to make a not doom and gloom episode, but then we just like tearing everything down. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm 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 in a let's burn this to the ground, you know. Yeah. But transportation, what transportation? It's gone. Yeah. Like yeah, you, you you think you're gonna bug out in your car with your family and like. 16 cases of water and like the canned foods in your house and all the guns and ammo you could have stuff in your, you know, your Lexus SUV or BMW SUV or whatever. Yeah, no, that doesn't work anymore. Like newsflash, your car runs off a computer. That computer is now toast. Your car no longer runs. Unless you have like a older Dude, I don't know what 1940s to 1960s. Old vehicle or a buddy who is really good with mechanics and he can get you a workaround. But yeah, unless you can work around the computer. Mm. On that, you're in a tough way. Yep. But don't even think you're going to be driving that ATV because that's gone. ATV, dirt bike, uh, vehicle. I mean, anything. If you don't know how to ride a bike first off your your dad failed you um second off that's something we can't you, sh- teach you should learn visuals, so. <laughs> yes but you're, you're gonna be seeing a lot more of that yeah i imagine that's mm-hmm. gonna be that's gonna be your runners your messengers you know things like that are, are gonna be on bicycles just because that's a hell of a way to travel 
it's about as close to I'm gonna say this wrong, but like one to one mechanical advantage. You know what I mean? Like, mm, yeah, actually, probably a little better movement. But, it's probably the best we have at this point. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, yeah. You know that and walking. Um, that's basically all you've got. Yeah. I mean those those new like completely silent electric uh, motorcycles that uh, Marsock's gonna be fielding. Uh, yeah, no, those aren't. Either oh. so sorry about you. Wheelbarrows, um, shopping carts, Teslas. bicycles, yeah. skateboards, uh, horses, horses, hell yeah, donkeys, horses, pack mules. Yep, horses learn how to ride a that's, horse. That's but then the problem is you got to feed that horse so and water that horse and protect that horse, and water that horse, and <laughs> and yes, in case that horse gets sick, you got to have medicine on hand, which you're not going to have so. Same thing, same thing with learn how to ride a bike. Well, that's my thing too. Like same thing with our, your food, right? Okay, I mean, we're going all over, we're going all over the place with this episode, but like, say you have your, you're perfectly self-sustained on your, on your five acres, right? You have your cows and your goats and your rabbits and your chickens and your, your geese and your turkeys and everything, right? Your hunky dory. And then your freaking goat gets an infection. What now? You know? Like all this stuff, you need to make buddies. <laughs> you better have a buddy that's a vet. Yes. Or have yeah. a buddy who grew up on a farm and knows what he's doing and can teach you. Don't look at me, man. I did I never had goats. I, I'll just say my buddy Jay. You oh, know, the one yeah. that's good at everything. Jesus. That guy pisses me off. God. But Makes me feel inadequate. God, every he masculates me every time I hang out with him, man. It's always something with him. Anyway, I mean, great guy, great buddy to have. Stop hanging out with him, but <laughs> great buddy to have because like anything I lack, he's good to go, which is awesome. But yeah. no, uh, and that leads me to my last point is just knowledge. Mm. Knowledge. You don't know what you don't know, so I recommend knowing it now paperback yes books oh my gosh books. paperback build up your library well probably i'd love to do just a dedicated episode on what i would want in a library we probably could we'll have to do that later. yeah it'll be a shorter one but i really want to do that episode but if you don't have and that's what we're talking about getting back to these you know these old school traditions these old school roles these old school you know, tasks and skill sets. If you don't have a library, you need to fix that. I cannot stress and that enough. Don't have, don't have an electric. Absolutely library. not. It does. It pales in comparison. Pales in comparison. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's, it's cool. It, having you have no, you have no, still. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, brother. I'm just, I, I'm a little jazzed up. Like you don't have an excuse anymore. Like it's so easy to get all this information. So easy. Like all these little libraries are dying out, but I guarantee they have a Xerox machine. Yeah. I guarantee they have like industrial copy printer fax machine. Right. So if you have your, you know, your electronic library and you're like, oh, I can't buy this on paperback. Okay. Load the flash drive with whatever books you want. Spend however much money. Get those on paper. Print all that off. 
And to play devil's advocate, the main reason people do this is just to save space because nobody wants to fill up an entire room of their house with all the knowledge they should probably have on paperback anyway. But the problem is you should probably fill up a room in your house with all the knowledge you should have on paper anyway. Oh, 100%. Man. I mean, and I, I have a little Kindle. I have like 20 or 30 books on it. Yeah. I mean, I love, like, don't get me wrong. I love technology. I do. But you can't trust it to last. No. And do, my wife and I have two, uh, two small bookshelves that we got off of uh, Wayfair. And we filled them. We both filled them each, one each with books. And we still have stuff left over. Oh, yeah. My, All of our books right now are in storage because we're doing a nursery, but still. Like, oh, yeah. We still have My them. wife's a dual master student. I built a bookshelf for her on the entire wall of our office as she filled that thing with books to spare. Like in my little office yes. here, I have, you know, a couple, I have a couple shelves filled with just my, you know, FMs and, you know, everything else, just like knowledge that you otherwise won't have. Like, you know, especially if you're a dad or a mom, if you are, you know, if you're the head of a legacy, like it is your responsibility to be collecting all this stuff so that you can pass it on later. It is absolutely yeah. your responsibility to to pick that up. I mean, and going back to what we were saying earlier, you know, outside of like electronics, like you know, buying crap on Amazon or whatever, it's so easy. Like go to go to a garage sale or an estate sale. All those old guys with all those old tools, all that old knowledge, like books and books and books, like libraries full of information. And they'll sell it for like a buck or five bucks, like two bucks, whatever. You spend a hundred dollars and you know, granted, that's a good chunk of change. You spend a hundred dollars, you could fill a freaking bookshelf full of information. Like we went to a garage sale and I got carpentry, gardening, herbal remedies, uh, what I literally got like a handyman's guide to like just a house, like managing a household for like a dollar, two dollars. We went to our local library yeah. and they were selling out old stock. And dude, I just went in there, vitamins, like gardening, homesteading, like just a, a treasure trove of information. Yes. Like, and then just imagining that, you know, if all this stuff, you know, turns off, you know, blows up, goes down. I mean, you still have those books. I mean, they were yeah. printed for a reason. Yeah. True. That's how you keep that sort of thing alive, especially so, things like, you know, the farmer's almanac where you're not, you're, you know, if you didn't grow up with it, you don't have that. Like, you just don't have that knowledge. You don't have that headspace. Like, that's what you need. Even those of us that did grow up that way, like, I mean, I still need a refresher from time to time, you know? Yeah. Just because I've been out of it so, for so long that, you know, it, it takes, it takes some, it, there's a learning curve, folks. There's a huge learning curve to this kind of thing. And, you know, to quote probably one of, I wouldn't say one of the worst movies out there, but it, to me, it was entertaining. Still a crappy movie, but the movie Sahara, they were talking about, you know, getting out of a country and they were talking about their time in the seals. And they were just like, the, the guy was just like, yeah, you know, it, it was, it was pretty, pretty much an easy test. You know, it was either we got out or we didn't, it was pass fail. So, you know, I found that easier. This is all pass fail. You're either going to survive or you're not. 
Like, you're not going to get a letter for you. Oh, I did this. I did this. Who cares? Did you survive? Yes. No. Well, we're not talking. So, yeah. But we're all doom and gloom. Let's talk about a little bit more of a bright side. Give some people some hope. How about the electronics that could probably survive the internet? Go for it. So, if you have things Faraday'd, more than likely it's going to survive. We're talking about Faraday bags, Faraday cages. It's more than likely going to survive. What is a Faraday? Number two. So I'm glad you asked that because I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that because I'm Googling it right now. So a Faraday cage is uh, or a Faraday shield is an enclosure used to block electromagnetic fields. So it can be formed by a continuous covering of conductive material or in you know the terms of a Faraday cage, a mesh of such materials. So what does that actually mean? It's part where you talk. So you put something in the cage or the bag, and if it's a phone or a radio, it's not going to get any signal because nothing electronic is coming through period it's blocking it out so 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 being so, conduct so theory, conductive right so correct you're covering something that conducts electricity so think of like a metal mesh cage right if someone mm-hmm. were to try to arc a spark you know across at you if you're inside the cage the mesh that cage is going to absorb that electricity before it gets to you. Yep. It's conductive. It's naturally going to be absorbed by that material as opposed to what it is covering. So the idea being like a so a Faraday bag is something that so like a bag that's impregnated by a flexible metal, right? You throw your phone or a laptop or whatever inside of it, right? Same idea with like a bucket with a with a metal lid, like galvanized bucket with a metal lid or a shipping container. And, you know, granted, some of these are not going to have the same efficacy as others. But right. the idea is the same. You're trying to enclose whatever you're trying to protect with a, with a defense. So you're trying to essentially sacrifice the, the mesh that'll get hit by it because you're not worried about the, the covering. You're not worried about the cage, right? You're worried about the goods that are inside of it. Right. We said and we things that'll survive. So things that are inside Faraday cage, for, right? Yeah. I, I've got a good source for, um, you know, electromagnetic pulse protection and restoration. It, it comes from the Department of Homeland Security. So it's, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but it is, it, it's a good starting point. Okay. It's a good way to get, you know, your feet wet with it. And I'll, uh, I'll send it to you. We put it in the description. Sounds great. And people can read through it. It's a, freaking long thing dude yeah it is 96 pages oof yeah so much it's a tough read i've been sitting here trying to look through it and like if if you've seen my eyes glazing over it's because of this it's rough but back to what we were talking about you know what can survive so you might get lucky your solar panels might survive 
Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. If you're off the grid, if you're off the grid, more than likely they're going to survive. So the nuclear EMP will probably do uh, a little bit of damage. It'll probably have like reduced effectiveness and function- functionality, but it might, I'm going to emphasize, might survive. Hmm. And if that's the case, you're freaking golden. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, if and you're... You better hope that your freaking batteries are golden, too. I was going to say, if you're preparing for this right, then, you know, we'll stop you from getting, like, a steel or a, uh, like, a shipping connex. Nothing. And if you're worried about the hinges on the door, you know, letting, you know, whatever pulse in, then you could just weld, like, a steel mesh in front, you know, with the door and everything as mm-hmm. an extra protection. But, yep. you know, think about that, right? So you throw in solar panels, you know, your charge inverter, like everything that you would need to, you know, to get up and running again inside. And generator potentially you'd be good to go. Mm -hmm. So definitely some considerations. Anything else? Yeah. uh, Non-electric appliances. So we're talking fireplaces, solar ovens, power tools, uh, generators that aren't connected to the grid. They won't be affected by the EMP. Um, manual appliances. I mean, those are 100% EMP proof. If you're, if they operate by hand, yeah, you're as long as you're still operating, it's still operating. So we're talking about a hand-powered like coffee percolator, pasta maker, mm-hmm. uh, manual mixer, can openers, uh, specific battery-powered devices can survive as well. Dude, Dutch ovens also. Right, like oh, you make so much in a Dutch oven, man. If you don't have a Dutch oven, you're wrong. Get a Dutch. Since it's seventy bucks at Atwoods, pre-seasoned, if that, like, <laughs> if that, I'm just gonna say cast iron all the way, regardless. Pots, mm, pans, cast iron for most things. Dutch ovens, yeah, you you can cast iron a lot of things, but some of it, it depends on what you're cooking. It's not. I'm just saying for for long term considerations right. for long term, like, yes. I've seen where a guy had a completely rusted over, like he pulled out of a lake or something, like hundred year old cast iron pot, and he was able to he was able to restore it. Yeah, like good as new. It's great. Yeah, I love them. I I have used and abused my cast iron, and it's still. Like I could probably scrub the crap out of it and turn it back into like the day I got it. Mm-hmm. Also, um, vintage electronics. So what am I talking about here? I'm talking about stuff that uses vacuum tubes. Mm. Old stuff, like vacuum tubes. They're going to still work. EMPs are not going to affect vacuum tubes at all. Yeah. I mean, that, like you said, that old stuff, is if you can find it in good condition or know someone who can who can you know restore it or teach you how that stuff's golden mm-hmm. i'm thinking like especially the uh you know like the crank phones like the trench phones world war ii yeah. those things yeah dude yeah. there you go that's your communication yeah i mean well think about it too um morse code you run a, a phone line a copper wire oh my gosh you can use morse code Crazy. Yeah. Uh, 
last thing I've got on this, and this this falls into the maybe category, small electric appliances, mobile devices. They might survive, and only if they're in a concrete building. If and only if they're in a concrete building. Oh my gosh! You know, so you that just also think of that that everybody yeah. with a pacemaker is dead. Yeah, I just thought about that. <sighs> Sorry, yeah. continue. Yep, you just made small appliances. My my head instantly went there. It's like ooh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if they might get lucky if they're in a concrete building. If. Guess what? A lot of the buildings down here in Florida are concrete block. Yeah. The windows are not, but, you know. We're thinking about the roofs. We're thinking about, like, um, I don't know. I'm just thinking of, like, I'm just thinking of like shielding when, you know, just like coincidental, you know, like think about people with like root cellars that's under like a yeah, good amount of earth. Ground? Yeah. Or like people that are, are like in a silo. I think you're okay. Or yeah. like those buildings that are, you know, mainly like, you know, conics or I, I don't know. I'm just thinking like the coincidental things, like especially underground stuff. Like that's the kind of thing where I could see that, that working out. Yeah. I mean, by and far, if you want to survive, have backups for stuff that are stored in like Faraday cages or hell, even tinfoil. Tinfoil is a poor man's Faraday cage. I was going to say, if you double or triple wrap it, yeah. Yeah. And make sure that like all the, uh, the uh, the edges, the creases, Overlapped. where stuff can get in on the side, those are overlapped. You're good, you know. But the problem is, you also have to make sure that it's well grounded, right? If it's not well grounded, you it ain't gonna work. It don't matter. But again, tinfoil could work potentially. Could very well work. Um, another one is a steel garbage can with a lid. If you, as long as there's no holes, you're good. You know? I was going to say you could even use like the uh, aluminum the... tape, like for HVAC units. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Uh, metal roof or solar panel house. Those need to be well grounded as well, but those should pr- provide protection, especially from like directly. I was going to say a steel um, or a, uh, a metal roof unit have to be grounded anyways. Exactly. So, exactly. So, as long as it's grounded, you're good. Um, you can also throw stuff in a microwave. I almost said it. You could also throw stuff in a microwave. Yep. Uh, reading right here, they generally operate at 2.45 gigahertz, and they have built-in shielding that uses non-ionizing, non-ionizing radiation. Nice. So. So, oh, yeah, the glass window of a microwave has small holes and a metal screen, which can act as a Faraday cage. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Mini Faraday cage probably every household has. Neat. Yeah, exactly. Neat. Um, yeah, and of course, the real solution is Faraday cage. Yeah. All right, I've got a, I've got a 
what do you call it? A um, officer of doom and gloom, a little white flag. Okay, what do you got? If you're listening to this right now, it's not too late. If you're able to listen to this episode and consider all of this, nothing's happened yet. So you still have time to prepare. You still have time to build up your library, build friendships and community, build up your skill set in things that are built to last, things that have been forgotten or things that have been overlooked by our current society. Things aren't seemed as important with the technology that we have. Right? It's... You know, I'm a firm believer that it's never too late, but if you are listening to this right now, then you still have time in order to be more prepared. Because I think that was, you know, we tried to give you a good visual and, you know, draw you in and, you know, give you the atmosphere of what it would feel like and what it would be like if everything were to go dark. But I think more shocking than all of that is just that realization that there is no longer time to prepare that this happened and now you gotta roll with it or die. I think that would, that would be the worst part is having to act and you know, you're, you can't catch your breath anymore. Like you are, you are going. That's probably the OPC. I hate you. The only good part about an EMP would be I would never have to see you again. Um, <clears throat> You're not wrong. <laughs> Feelings mutual. No, but this was a golly man, what a bummer of an episode of an episode, right? <laughs> oh, but this is a obviously very, very important and very serious subject, but. You know, we hope that we've been able to give you some considerations on how you can be better prepared for things that you haven't considered before on, you know, some of you know the actual threat that this is and the actual you know effect that this could pose. And I really hope that you know causes you to get moving on this stuff and get serious, right? Because you know the part that's scary for me is that it could happen at any time. That's what scared me. So. Right. While you can, you know, get after it. Do you have anything else? Go read one second after. Mm. Go read the whole trilogy. It will open your eyes. I mean, it's it's not some revolutionary idea. It is everything that we have literally been talking about for over a year now. Yeah. But it does really it's give a really great perspective. perspective. Yeah. Yes. Perspective is key, and that that series will give you all the perspective you need to be like, well, either I'm either going to prepare for this, or I'm just gonna, you know, ride this thing into the ground. So, don't be caught off guard. Yeah. That's all I got. All right, guys. Well. You made it this far. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for well being here. You know, if you're if you're listening to this and you're investing in this, then you are who we're trying to invest in. 
because you're the one that's going to make the difference at the end of the day. So. Yeah, I know this is a tough thing, but. You know, we're here. Come join our patron. Come join our discord. And talk to us about the stuff, because, you know, if you couldn't get enough of it here, we'll definitely give you more of it there. With that being said, guys, we are the Hard Time Strongman Podcast. Showing up a very close man. Stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. Hey guys, this is Six and Seven with the Hard Time Strongman Podcast. Wanted to take a second to do a mental health check-in and to tell you all about the 988 Crisis Lifeline. So, the 988 Lifeline is a national network of local crisis centers that provides free and confidential emotional support to people in suicidal crisis or emotional distress 24 hours a day, 7 days a week in the United States. You can reach the Lifeline at 988lifeline.org or you can call or text 988 to get help to get someone real on the phone. Every struggle is different. Every struggle is hard. But you are not alone in whatever you're going through. As someone who has used the 988 crisis line, I fully recommend that if you're feeling any of those feelings of depression, suicide, hopelessness, get in touch with them immediately. They will help you. They will listen to you. Once again, guys, you can reach the lifeline at 988lifeline.org or you can call or text them at 988. As always, guys, stay in the fight. Stay in the fight.